In conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level, introduce to you God's Word, the simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Colopring. God bless you as you listen. Our Father, we thank you. Let it please you again to reach out to us. We have not called ourselves unto this fellowship you called us to. Our Father, we ask you that you will not be absent, Lord. You reach out to us, cause our heart, oh Lord, to be circumcised. Those areas of our life that has not submitted to death of the flesh. Lord, please help us today to have an encounter with you. That those areas of our life will submit to you completely. Lord, we ask you, let our ears be open, our hearts be open to receive your seed. Call this seed to bear fruit even to 60, 70, 100 fold. To the praise and glory of your name, thank you, Heavenly Father. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. Praise God. Every man is running for his own. Nobody wants to actually see. There is one God, and he called us unto one family, and he wants us to focus and follow him alone who is God forever and ever. My earnest desire is that the body of Christ should be one indeed, even as Christ Jesus prayed. Hallelujah. And our heartbeat become one indeed. Now we continue again with our teaching today from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 from 1 to 15. Remember, the topic we have been dwelling on over many months now is biblical way for an acceptable giving. Biblical way for an acceptable giving. Hallelujah. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberty. For to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. And these they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, in so much that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, and knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you, who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be followed a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man had, and not according to that he had not. For I mean not that other men be ease and ye burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. As it is written, he that had gathered much had not enough, 
and he that had gathered little had no lack. Can we say amen? Now, I want you to pick verses 9, then pick verses 13 and 15. We we'll use these verses to teach. Now, go back a little to verse 7. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love towards us, see that you are bound in this grace also. There is this grace God also wants us to abound in. See that you are bound in this grace also. And that grace is what we kept teaching, the grace of giving, as it has to do with general giving in the body of Christ, whether giving for the project of God, whether giving for other brethren, whether giving to the ministers, whether giving to our parents, giving to the widows, every kind of giving that we have discussed here, it is necessary for we to know. God commanded all these givings, but we say we must know the appropriate way for we to apply it in order for God who commanded it to bless us. In order for God who commanded it to bless us. Now from this scripture it said, See that ye abound in this grace also. See that you are bound in this grace also. Now first I want us to see that it's grace for one to be able to give. So until that grace is released, you will see man struggling to give. So it is grace for we to abound even in giving. All the givings that God has commanded from the scriptures, it is grace for we to give it the right way God wants us to give it. We might say we are giving, but the truth is that most of the givings we give is because there's another thing behind it. Some of the givings we give, we are giving because we have been brainwashed that if you give, it will give you back. So you're giving not out of love for the Lord, not out of love for his kingdom, not out of love for the people of God, but you are giving because you get back. And you remember what God said. Whenever we give because we're expecting something from that person, you have lost that which you have given. Are we saying amen? Now, God began to speak to us. We go back again to that which I want us to discuss this evening. In verses 9, we look at our Lord Jesus Christ when it comes to giving, as we discussed extensively last time concerning the apostles. How these men were sharing their gifts. How they were sharing. How they were sharing. The ones that had lands had to sell their lands and brought back the prophet and lay it at the feet of the apostles and distribution was made. And when this distribution was made, they did not say we are the ones that owned the land originally so the greater portion would have been given to us. They allowed the leader to share it according to the needs of the brethren. And when distribution was being made, everyone rejoiced among themselves. They were focused. They were pressing on. They were serving the Lord with sadness of heart. There was nobody among them who says that whatever that belongs to me is my own. And remember, these ones are examples that God gave to us that we ought to look at them and walk like them. Jesus is the part and son that the father introduced to us and said we should point at him for everything that we ought to do in the body of Christ, who also is the head of the church. Now, now last time we looked at the apostles. We want to look at Christ also. Who is the part and son? The one the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He said, hear ye him. All we are concerned is to do what is written as it is written in his word. All we are to teach people is what is written as it is written in his word. So that we will not be deceiving people. And not when they call me tomorrow and say, why did you say this? I will not be able to defend it as it is written in his word. Most of the things we hear and we see people practice in the body of Christ, if you ask them, you can't see a proper interpretation of that here. 
It's not here. It's not in the scriptures. You can't see it there. So because many children of God are refused to settle down with the person of Jesus in his world. Is somebody helping me? Now we look at Christ who first practiced what the disciples saw in him and choose to practice the same. The Bible said, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this scripture started with, for you know, but many of us don't know it. So why we came to him first is that we want to know it. For you know. So the first question I asked myself, when he said, for you know, I said, do you actually know it? Do you know it? Do you know it? Because if we know it, it's of no use that we should study it. When he was addressing the Corinthian church, he addressed them as people that know it. He said to them, for you know, for you know, this grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The truth is that many doesn't know this grace. It is true that many has preached it. It is true that many has taught it. But the truth is that many don't know it. And that is why they didn't teach it right. Many don't know it. And that is why also they have not practiced it. He said first for you know. So we said the first thing we need to look at. As we begin to study this evening. Is do you know it? This grace. This grace. Before I keep hearing them preaching this. So when I hear them say, oh, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, but for your sakes, he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. And we cry and say, amen. We are rich in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We are rich in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But because there was no proper interpretation of that scripture, we only claimed it. We ran with it. We ran with no knowledge or empty knowledge, no proper understanding of what our brother Paul was trying to make us understand. As he confronted the Corinthian church, he said, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, remember, he started the teaching by making us to understand that it is grace makes one to give. It is the level of grace he has given to you that determines for we know the grace. Now the question is, how many of us know this grace? I will show you the grace today. And my prayer is that every one of us will receive the grace in the name of Jesus. That is the grace that makes all the great things happen. That is the grace that you don't need to struggle when it comes to finance, and not only finance, it goes beyond finance and it covers every other area. It covers every other area. When a proper understanding of this grace is being taught in the body of Christ, honestly speaking, the body of Christ will become a place where the whole world comes and takes succor. The body of Christ becomes a place where needs of the world can be met. The body of Christ becomes a place where no beggar can be hanging around. Even if there's a beggar, there's enough for the beggar. The body of Christ becomes a place where you will not see anyone lack. The Bible says concerning the apostles of old, there was no single one that do what? That lacked. There was no single person that lacked among them. And he showed us how they did not lack. I just want to connect that to this so that you will understand that they weren't practicing what they did not see in Christ. They were only practicing exactly what they saw in Jesus. They were only practicing what they saw in Christ Jesus. They caught this grace. They understood this grace. They decided to practice this grace. They understood the grace. They were taught the grace. They know the grace. They follow the grace. That was what they received that made somebody to go and sell his land. 
and brought the whole prophecy and dropped it at the feet of the apostles. And distribution was made according to the needs until there was no single person among them that lacked anything. That is the grace we are talking about. It's not the grace to carry your can give because you want to get for yourself again. It's not the grace to say sacrifice you carry your can drop. You want to get for yourself again. God said no, they have missed the grace. They have not touched the grace at all. It's not the grace for you to give your land. For you to still get for yourself again. These ones never gave to get for themselves. No. There's needs for a proper understanding. And we saw it in Christ. Do you know this scripture? The first time I heard it, ah, there was no proper interpretation. So we are jumping and saying, yes, you know the grace of God. He was rich. Then he became poor for us to be rich. He has released his riches for us. We are rich now. But God said, no, it's not what I meant, my son. It's not what I meant. I actually meant that you should look at him and live like him. I actually meant that Jesus had to empty all his riches and became poor for your sake so that all of you that believe in him can partake from his riches. I expected you also to empty yourself like Christ so that others can partake. He said, no, I'm not saying that Jesus emptied himself so that you'll be collecting the riches and not sit with it and be enjoying it. No, I mean that that is the grace in Christ. That grace in Christ is the grace that made it possible for him to empty all his riches and become poor in order for others to partake of his riches. That was what the apostles was practicing. That was what they were practicing. They said, okay, since our master lived like this, then what am I keeping land for? I have to go and sell my land. I will bring it and drop it at the feet of the brethren. He dropped it at the feet of the apostles. And said, ah, I choose to be poor for my brethren to be what? To partake of the sin. That is what I saw in Christ. I have to practice it. Preaching it is easy. Practicing it is tough. Hearing it is easy. Practicing it is tough. And that is the grace that he's talking about. He said you have known the grace. The question today is how many of us have known the grace? How many of us have received this grace? How many of us can say we have received this grace in the body of Christ? And you are seeing a pastor have 20 cars. Only him. Now, we are talking about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ to know it's us. Until we understand this grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we will not have what to lay down to share with other brethren. We will not have anything to lay down to share with other brethren. When you don't want to know how to use one car or two cars, are you understanding? So that other money that is coming, you can lay at the feet of the apostles. Don't you think you don't know this grace? Don't you think you don't know this grace? When you cannot wear one shoe or two shoes as fast as God is blessing you, so that you can, the other ones that is coming in, you can give it to other brethren. Don't you think you don't know this grace? So our brother Paul began with, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the first question we are asking, how many of us know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that made him to stripe himself of the honor of heaven, of the glory of heaven, of everything, and he lay it down. But which one do they quickly catch? They say, ah, Jesus, he climbed a horse which no man has ever rode before. They will quickly tell you that they tore his garment. And you see people bargaining for his garment. That means it's very costly. 
Don't you know it's very costly? It's very costly. It's very costly. So what children are saying? We are talking about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that you partake of. I am partaking of it. He said, do. He was rich. He became what? Poor. In order for us to partake from his riches. John picked it. And John began to speak something about that. In John chapter 1 verse 16. Look at what our brother John said. He said of this grace we are talking about. Of his fullness. We all have received. He said and of his fullness have all we received. Grace of now everything that we have. Ranging from spiritual blessing. To physical blessing. Material blessing. They all came from him. Of his own fullness, he had to empty himself in order for we to be partakers of that fullness. And what is he demanding from us? He demands that we must look at that grace, know it, understand it very well, and be willing to lay down all. Are we saying amen? And that translation, indeed, we have all received grace after grace from his fullness. Indeed, we have received grace after grace from his fullness. Apostle Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Everything about him, grace. Everything about you, grace. Everything about us, grace. Whether material, whether spiritual, whatever gift you think you have, how intelligent you think you have, they are all from him. They are all from him. He had to empty himself and say, let them partake. He chose to be poor in order for them to partake. And God said, I didn't say you should claim it. I said you should do the same. That's what God is saying. That is what he said. He said we should learn to do the same that he did. We should learn to do the same. If we don't want to do the same and we are quoting it, he's not only asking the brethren, he's asking the pastor He's asking the brethren, he's asking anyone who believes in Christ to understand this grace, to know this grace, to follow this grace, to live by this grace. To live by this grace. And that is where we say the trouble lies. Everybody trampled on the grace. We are pursuing our own. Everybody trampled on the grace. So you can imagine when we have allowed this grace, how the body of Christ would have been. You can imagine when we have allowed this grace, we'll have plenty. Some will not hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt again. Those ones that have and used to hide it, like Ananias and Sephira, they will stop. Go to verse 13 and let's see again. For I mean not that other men be eased, and ye burdened. I mean not that other men be is and ye burdened. Now, first I want to say, look at that scripture in verses 9. Somebody might say, I am giving to the poor. Somebody might say, I'm supporting the church. Somebody might say, I am doing this and that. But look at the grace he's talking about. The definition of that grace. He emptied himself and became what? He became what? I want to ask you a question. Did Ananias and Sephira try to empty themselves? Did they try to empty themselves? They tried. But they didn't empty all. They feared being poor like Christ. They kept some. They did what? They kept some. And said, take this one. Take this one. <laughs> At least let somebody see what to fall back to. Is it not your language? I am asking us question. Is it not our language? Jesus never looked for what to fall back to. <laughs> he only emptied all and became what? Poor. That word poor. Who love it? And that is where we don't want to get to. We hate that place so much. Once he hear poor, he said to Fiakwake. <laughs> but we forgot our Lord and Savior. Who never said to Fiakwa? He said, for the sake of these ones, I choose to be poor. I empty myself so that of my fullness, let them partake. 
Do you know of this is fullness? That is why I'm standing here today. Of his fullness, that is why that minister is standing there. Of his fullness, that's why you see that big crusade. The cripple will rise. The blind will see. Of his fullness, that is where you see. The prophecy you are hearing, the word of knowledge, of his fullness, the prayer they pray, of his fullness, the wealth that comes, that they're using to build so many things, of his fullness, that business you're doing, of his fullness, everything you can think of, of his fullness, he ought to empty himself and say, let them partake of this blessing. But he said in turn, let them look at me and do what? And do the same. And do the same. Children of God, until this monster that is holding us in the body of Christ loses us, we will not see the fullness of Christ. Until this spirit of competition, this spirit of fight, this spirit of struggle loses us, we will not see the fullness of God. We will not see the fullness of God. We will not see the fullness of God as embedded in Christ. The love of brethren is no more there. Everybody is struggling for himself. What he can grab, what he can hold for himself. People are very tricky. They play fast one with God and God is what in them. And look at the apostle of old. The Bible said God moved mightily in their midst. No cunning one among them. The only one that tried to play cunning, God smashed him and said, Get out of their midst. Get out of their midst. You are trying to hinder me from moving. Listen. For we to be blessed is not how much you give. It's not how much you give. It's not what you're giving. It is this grace. If it's what you're pursuing. Have you known this grace? This grace that is found in Christ. Have you known it? Have you known this grace? Look at verse 13. For I mean not that other men be is. And ye be burdened. Verses 14. But by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, and their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. Verses 15, as it is written, He that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. That was exactly what the apostles was, were practicing. He said, It's not a situation whereby one side will be burdened. And so the Bible said, this one will go and sell and bring and lay it at the feet of the apostles and distribution will be made. Another one will go and sell and bring and lay it at the feet of the apostles. When another need arise, another one will go and sell and bring it and lay it at the feet of the apostles. That is the interpretation. I mean not that other men be is and ye be burdened. So, the burden did not go to one side. It's not one group that brings the money. It's not one side that brings the money. But when this grace is not at work in a man, <laughs> you will not even remember that you have anything. Who will remember? You will only be burdening one person. You'll be burdening the person. Burdening the person. There will not be balancing. There won't be balancing. He said, I mean not that other men be burdened. Many of us think this one is rich. So the whole burden should come on his head. And that has blocked many doors for us. These are things we have seen in the body of Christ. Terrible. Terrible. So they burden one group. If it's the church, they burden the church. They burden the church. They have not contributed anything to the church. Tithe they don't pay. Offering they don't pay. There's nothing they give. If the church have a project, they cannot contribute with their skill. They say, even if we don't have money, I'm a carpenter. I can come and work. Even if I don't have money, I have something to give. Even if I don't have this. They make the thing to be one-sided. It's the church. The church. The church. A brother that has money in the church, everybody, the brother, the brother, Nobody has ever one day gone to buy a tuba yam and say, brother, I know you might not need my yam, but just take it. Most of the time, those brethren you are talking about, do you know they are in need? 
Some of them might have money, but their need is not money, it's prayer. Their need might be prayer need. Prayer need. Many of them in the body of Christ, you see, these are the things that scattered everybody. So everybody's running for his own. Everybody's running for himself. Everybody said, I can develop myself by myself, do everything by myself, so stay your own. I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. We try so much to burden one group. We burden, burden, burden on the head of the man. Is it not, Pastor? Don't you see the way he used to dress? He will give you one day, he will turn his back. If you're coming, he will turn and be going this direction. And the same you will go and say, This pastor said, Now, wow. The Bible said, For I mean not that other men be ease and ye be burdened. It said, It's a thing of equality. That's what thing. But by what? An equality. That now, at this time, your abundance may be a supply for their want. That their abundance also may be a supply for your want. That there may be what? May your senses change today. May your mindset change today. So when the church flow to you, what are you supposed to do? Flow back. If you don't flow back, there's no equality again. If the church is flowing, flowing to you, they pay school fees, they pay rent, they give you when you're sick, do all these things. What have you contributed? What are you doing in turn? What are you returning back? What have you contributed? What have you contributed? What's your own contribution? When it's time for tithing, you say for what? When it's time for offering, you say for what? They say they are going to work somewhere. You say for where? They tell you, we are looking for teachers that will teach people. You say for what? I am busy somewhere. They will tell you, hey, come, we are going to pray. You say for what? There is no place you are involved in. No place you are involved in. And do you know one good thing about it? That is why pastors, they are very, very cautious of those who are doing that. So at times he says, hey, this pastor behaving like this, hey, he should behave like that. He should behave like that. Because it's a thing of equality. He has stayed that place. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He give, 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 give. From year to year, nobody has come and say, Pastor, take cook. The pastor will say, these people are terrible. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. What will he say? These people are horrible. This one is sick. He brings his money self, treat the person. You think all the pastors are the same? There are many pastors who are used their money to treat, pay hospital bill, carry the person in his house, treat the person. The same person sorrow and turn his back to the pastor. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying here? Now the scripture is saying it's a thing of equality that in your own need as God flows to you what is expected of you is that in the need of the church, in the need of other brethren, in the need of others, it mustn't be that a brother will come to you when we say there is a sister here whose house has a problem, do you hear it and pray with your eyes? Now, when the sister's needs are met, sister, will you remember that if another brother have a need, will you come out and say, I have. This is it. Because when I was in need, they flew to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the spirit God wants us to flow in. This is the spirit he wants us to flow in. If we can flow in this spirit, many people will hoard things. <laughs> they must keep hoarding things. They must keep keeping it and say, no, these people will not return back to me when I finish emptying this thing. They will not return back to me. I'm not sure of these people. These people are terrible. They will not return back to me. They will never. So this is the spirit that we discover that return to the church that's their causing problem. Because there's no proper understanding. But if the spirit of the people of God can be one indeed, that this brother have a need and is announced here, all the brethren will gather together. The one of prayer will pray. The one of money contribution is made immediately. We don't need to go out there. Do you know so I'm talking to you today? The people of the world in their groups, they come faster to the aid of people. They come faster to the aid of people. 
They come faster to the aid of people. How did they learn it? Do you know most of these people learn it from the church? They come faster to the aid of the people. Does somebody understand what I'm saying here? When it comes to the church, it is dangerous for somebody who flows back to the church, giving his tithes, giving his offerings, and is languishing in the hospital, and the church abandoned him. It's not a church. It's a dead place. Go back to 13. For I mean not that other men be is, and ye be burdened. I mean not that other men be is, and ye be burdened. God never meant that the church should be eased for the people to be burdened. No. God did not mean that. He didn't mean that other brethren should be what? Should be burdened. Why? This other brother, every time he's the one. God said, it must be a thing of equality. Children of God, let's be wise. Do you know that is the reason why the church started giving you a tight card? If you come and say, they say, go and bring your tight card. Let's check how many times you have been paying. How can we pay your rent like that? It doesn't work like that. Oga, bring your tight card. So they'll start checking it. You pay tight since last 12 years. And you are telling us to come. Now, nah, my friends, get out of this place. <laughs> so the way these things work is what we see our brother teaching us. He want the Corinthian church to understand this so well that they will not get themselves confused. You will not go to the world and make all your contributions and come to the church and want the church to start sponsoring you. Yet, the church will still do it because they are God, but there will be a time they will keep doing it. They discover this one is not the right one. This one is not the right one. This one is not the right one. Now, when I look at our brother Paul, I say it's true. I say it's true. I don't say a brother is giving me. Because of that, I don't know how to give him back. I know how to give him back. All my children in the Lord that gives to me, I give them what I feel. This is what I can give to you. Whenever they are in need, I carry it with my head. Even when they are giving up, I'll tell them, forget, you can't give up God. I'll take over. I'll make sure I recover everything that belongs to them that the devil wants to steal. I'll tell the devil, you're a liar. You don't know where you've come. Say, take. Or you go. I don't know whether somebody's understanding what I'm saying here. Do somebody understand what I'm saying here? So don't say this pastor is doing pasha. No, he's not doing any pasha. He's not doing any pasha. He's doing no pasha. He's doing what the Bible said. When he was burdened, he was the one that came immediately and said, Daddy, what is the problem? He said, don't worry, don't worry. But he knows that's the problem. The man is burdened. They know he's burdened now. It's a thing of what? Equality. The burden is one-sided. It shows that the people are not sensible enough. They're not sensible enough. We must understand this, children of God. And learn how to flow with God, other brethren, in order for God to bless us marvelously, carrying the burden of others, even when it means you yourself will empty yourself. Following Christ to do what Christ has commanded you to do, to do what Jesus commanded you to do, to do what Jesus commanded you to do. I will say amen. Now, this is what we see missing in the body of Christ too. This is beginning to miss. So many people think that the church can be burdened, fellow brethren can be burdened, but them will always be at ease. Will always be at ease. It's no more a thing of what? Equality. Verses 14. It's no more a thing of what? Equality. You are just trying to burden one group and yourself you are free. You are collecting and dumping. Now what has caused this is that the heart of many is going away. People are becoming so wounded. None of us is meant to be a burden. None of us is meant to be a burden. 
as I begin to finish. It's a thing of equality. As you keep doing what God said, he'll bless you. Can we say a better amen? Do you know it's not all the brethren there? It's not all the brethren there. But the Bible said, as many of them that have land, they went and served. We are not saying that everybody there will have land. Can somebody say amen? Verse 15. And as it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. Hallelujah. This is another issue we have. We thought that if we store, that's when we'll have more. We thought that the more we store, is the more we do what we have. When we store and store, we now forgot the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ who emptied himself. And that was how he gathered everything back. Who emptied himself. So the more we store, is the more we are getting lean. The more we store, the more we are getting into lack. The more we keep it, is the more the grace is being frustrated. The more you store, the more the grace is being frustrated. The more you store, and other brethren are in need, the abundant, the more the grace that makes that thing which you are storing to be coming is finishing. The more that grace is vanishing. The more that grace is vanishing. The more that grace is vanishing. So, these things are stage by stage. Grace is stage by what? Stage. As you stay in this grace, God will definitely visit you. God will definitely visit you. It is our responsibility to behave like Christ. To empty ourselves like Christ. And I am very sensitive, open to the spirit. When the spirit of God said to me, do this. I don't waste time. I do it. I do it. I wish saying amen. So it's not by hoarding. The more you hold, the more you are going down. The more you hold, the more you are going down. The more you hold, the more you are going down. So we must see the family of God as our family. And we must see other brethren as our what? As our brethren. Not when they are in need, we run away. And tomorrow we appear and say, brother, I just went to the village. Now you are back. Because you have eyes that don't see. If you can see, you will know that this brother you're seeing there, this one you're seeing there, that one you're seeing there, tomorrow God can leave them. So it's a thing of equality. It's a thing of equality. Are we saying amen? So God has spoken to us today. We must try as much as we can to heed to his instructions. As we live today, we must try as much as we can to do every bit of what he's commanding us to do. Don't hold, and your brother is crying. Don't hold, your sister is crying. Don't hold. They never hold. They brought it out and lay it at the feet of what? The apostles. A distribution was made. If we don't do it that way, honestly speaking, God will not move in our midst. He knows that the heart of these ones are very tricky. So tomorrow, if that brother is crying for money for school fees and couldn't take his final exam, and at the end of the day, the whole brethren are there. Some of us hold money. For our children that will go to school in 10 years to come, we put it in fees deposit and say, God, ah, you are not resting at all. You wouldn't have known whether it be this brother that will eventually visit them and train all of them for you. And train all of them for you in school. But we hold the money. We hold it. It won't come out. I have secured the future of my children. A baker future is secured. So what is God saying to us today that we must learn? Anyone that gather much and pack, you will eventually say, ah, is this how this thing used to work? It doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. If I have money, do you know what I try to do? I try to multiply it so that I'll be having what I'll be using to spread. <laughs> I must be spreading though because I know there is no better way than to spread it. If you hold it, it will finish. If you hold more, it will finish. But when you keep spreading, are you understanding what I'm saying? God keep giving you inspiration to multiply. You keep spreading. That is life. 
Jesus had to empty himself so that we all can be partakers of his blessings. Are you ready to empty yourself? Can you pray? Can you say, Lord, I lay down all for you. No hoarding of anything again. I will not hoard anything anymore. No hoarding. Some of us eat our tithe, eat our offerings. Other brethren will be in need. They will even be crying around you and say, for what? But need to be wise. Wisdom is profitable to direct. You are not wise. Can you pray? Have you heard the cry of the needy? You keep your ears closed and walk away. Your brethren, have you heard them crying? Oh, oh, how I wish I see. Who give me only 10,000 naira to take my mother to the hospital? My mother is about dying. And you are looking at tears dropping from the eye of your brother. You walk away. Say, brother, let's pray in Jesus' name. God say you don't know what to do. It's a thing of equality. When you do it, then wait one day. God expected them to return back to you. So don't be angry if people are not returning back to you. Don't be angry. If you are not returning back to others, they are not returning back to you. You want to burden the people only. You want to burden the people only. Can we pray today and say, Lord, we have understood this thing of equality. No one needs to burden each other alone. We need to ease each other. There must be a way I can ease somebody. Even if I can't ease the person in money, I can ease him the other way around. You can't be here, we are looking for believer to employ, to do a work here. No, it's dangerous. You can ease the ministry that way. You can ease the ministry, you can ease the church of Jesus that way. They say you're a computer guru. You're a computer guru and the ministry is in need. They will always announce you will not be there. You know how to play keyboard. And you sit down there. They will say, who know how to play keyboard? You get up and go to your house. And tomorrow you come and say, the church should help. You are not easy the church. That money the church would have used to employ unbeliever, you would have eased them of it. You would have eased them of it. And we pray. That money the church would have used to clean the whole place, you would have eased them of it. That's why some churches are employing unbelievers now to work as accountants. Some churches are employing unbelievers to work in many hours in the church. And members are there. Nobody wants to ease the church of that. So if it's a church that is not raising maybe only small, small money they are managing to help the work of God, they'll be using it to pay off people. I hear the children of God is hanging around. Can we pray this evening and say, Lord, help me. I'm understanding this thing well now. I have known this grace now. I know this grace now. A grace to lay all down at the feet of the Lord Jesus. Just like the apostles of old laid all down at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ, distribution is being made. I lay everything that I am, everything that I have, all the gifts, everything, my money, my strength, my everything, my skill, I lay it at the feet of the apostles. Let distribution be made to ease the church, to ease the body of Christ, to ease the ministers, to ease other brethren, to ease the family of God. I mean that no one should burden each other. Only burden one side. Say, Lord Jesus, you must help me today. I don't want people to be easing me alone. I want to ease others. I don't want only me, me, easing me every time. I have need of house. I have need of this. I have need of that. No. I should ease others. It's a thing of equality. It's a thing of equality. For I mean not that other men be this and ye be burdened. It's not only one-sided. Verse 14. It's not only one-sided, but by an equality that now at this time you are abundantly be supply for their want. That their abundance also may be a supply for your own want. That there may be quality. That there may be quality. Stop burdening other brethren. And you yourself will just sit down as if nothing is happening. Let something leave you too. Let something leave you too. You can plant and get vegetable and give out. You can do the smallest thing. Not becoming a burden for others.
not becoming a burden to others. No, that is not what the Bible teaches. We must look at this grace and empty. There is a gift in you. There is a talent God has given to you. Use it to serve others. For all the time you have been burdened in order, how will they get something from your own life? How will they get from your own life? Don't just be a consumer. You must be a distributor too. Don't just be a consumer. Be a distributor. Desire to be a distributor. Say, Lord Jesus, I will be a distributor. That is the teaching of the Lord. It shouldn't be one-sided. It's flowing from one side. Flowing from one side. When you see your tithe is increasing, you say, too much. I will stop giving. You now start converting the whole thing, putting it in your own box. Is it enough? Have you gotten enough? When you your tithe and say, ah, if I pay all this for 90,000, hey, if I finish paying all this 100,000, 200,000, 1 million, hey, hey. God said no. That is why they will return back to you when you are in need to. When your own need arises, they will return back full time. So don't be surprised if you see a church sitting on a man say, no, this brother cannot die. He can't die. He can't die. He can't die. It happened in the Bible too. Dokas. So when the woman died, they said, like, she's not going anywhere. The whole widows that she had been helping came out and said, no, it's not possible. It's not possible. How do we cope? How do we cope? Are you seeing that? They returned back to her that way. She has gone no, But they said, no, we are standing for you. You are going nowhere. You are going nowhere. You have not been a burden to us. You have blessed us. And that's how she came back to life. She returned back. She returned back to life to continue the good work. God will keep you alive. God will keep you alive. You will not be a burden in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give all the glory to you. In Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our Life Transforming Seminars for All in Sports Circle at Sue E23, C2C Plaza, Mpokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-60222-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel.